0: All right, everybody, welcome to an episode of the Patrick Carr Show. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have left a company because the culture was terrible? Um, If you're anything like 73% of the rest of the world, you would say you absolutely have. That's right. A study shows that 73% of working professionals, they say they have left a company because of poor culture. And uh, that's not a surprise because we all know what poor culture is, don't we? Uh, We're talking about gossip, Uh, we're talking about inconsistent communication, the emails and the passive aggressive behavior, all the things that we absolutely hate within a company. What do we say during the next interview? It was poor culture. And that's what most people say. It's not going to be money. It's not the fact that, you know what, I didn't have some kind of upward movement. It's the fact that I didn't feel important. It's the fact that every day I showed up and I felt like this was not the place I wanted to be. The culture was terrible. So all of us know that we have left jobs because of culture. All of us know that we, uh, we don't like it. But yet, how many of us are actively doing something within our companies to change the culture around us? Not many, huh? In fact, I was on a call the other day with Patrick Fingal, CEO over at Leap, and he made a great point, that most people will go through a company without ever changing the culture themselves. All they're doing is simply reacting to the culture that is already there. And so today, what I want to explore with you is this. I want to explore a book that came out in 1992 called The Five Love Languages and how those love languages, when applied to business, can shape the culture of a company for the better. Now, before I lose all my guys and all the ladies get excited because we're talking about love languages... I want you to understand that what we're going to really be doing is this. I want to see a quote here that I've put down. We're actually going to change these into professional language of admiration. Because I'm going to argue this, that culture is formed by people at the top that come down. And then within a company, it's formed by the individuals that are interacting with one another. It's the day-to-day activities that people have. And if, perhaps if, we showed admiration to one another in a way that each of us could really receive, and that we could embody. Then I think we're going to have a better culture within our company. So first of all, let's talk about the basics of what I'm talking about here, because if you're not familiar with the five love languages, none of this is going to make any sense. And if you've been hiding under a rock, let me kind of let me kind of pull the curtain back here of what love languages actually are. In 1992, a guy by the name of Gary Chapman came up with this book, The Five Love Languages. And what he theorized is that people receive and show love in one of five ways. And in fact, what he said was that most often you both receive and show admiration or love for another person in the exact same way. Now, when this book came out in 1992, it did four times better than he or his publisher ever expected. It sold a whopping 8,500 copies. The next year it would sell 17,000, and in 1994, 137,000 copies. It took a while for the book to catch on, but between 2009 and 2013, the book was a New York Times bestseller. What I'm trying to say is this, the love languages, they mean something. And so if we can say that we all express and receive love, in the same one of five ways then i'm going to argue that professionally we receive and show admiration for one another goodwill thankfulness towards one another in those same one of five ways so what gary chapman said is there was these five ways that you could express and receive love one was going to be acts of service In the course of a relationship, everybody, what this could mean is let's just say you were to pick up your dry cleaning for your significant other or you were to do the dishes. That would be the acts of service within a relationship. And don't worry, we're going to change these into, as I said, I quote right here, the professional languages of admiration here in just one second. The second love language that he said was physical touch. So this was easy. You know, if you grab somebody's hand and you hold it or a kiss or Um, Some of the romantic feeling that you have, skin against skin, it's that physical touch that makes somebody feel special. Words of affirmation. Um, Just a quick stat about this. Words of affirmation are the, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. I'm standing with you and I'm behind you. Just a quick statistic about that. 70% of men who played a varsity sport and above, ladies, words of affirmation is their number one love language. I want you to think about that for a second. Now think about how a, a guy who plays a varsity sport grows up. Who does he want to hear affirmation from? Father, a coach. And so men grow up wanting to hear the, I'm proud of you. A lot of ladies don't realize that, and there's a disconnect between men and women. So I'm telling you, just as a relationship piece of advice, if you feel like you may not be communicating with your man, try giving that guy little words of affirmation. I think it'll go a long ways. Fourth, um, we're looking at quality time. Quality time is one, you know, you're going to go watch a movie together. You're going to spend some time making dinner together. Quality time. And then finally, we have, let's see here, I think I got gifts as number five right now. Um, this one's pretty simple. You have somebody who buys you something like a watch that you've always wanted. Um, and or let's say they buy you, a, you know, a nice mug like this from Leap. Um, anything that you want to show your appreciation for somebody by buying them something or giving them a gift to show that you appreciate what they're doing. All right, everybody, so since I mentioned Leap, I better take some time to mention a great sponsor of this show. Leap obviously is one, but another is our good friends over at Equipter. If you are a contractor and you are removing debris, get with the times and get with Equipter. The days of of lugging a dumpster in front of a job site and then throwing all the debris into a dumpster and lugging it off of that job site are gone, everybody. Equipter is the name of the game. And if you are a contractor in roofing restoration, any kind of exterior remodeling, and you are not using the Equipter yet, you are missing out. Now, the question is, what are you missing out on? And the answer is more profit, less cost, and more efficiency. See, with the Equipter, you can work your way around a project. It is actually a mobile dumpster that is able to lift itself up to the height that you need so that your people are safer, your debris is being removed quicker. And you know what that means? It's going to mean less cost for you and more profit on a job, and the job's going to get done in a more timely fashion, which means, again, more jobs for you. Folks, head on over to Equipter.com, talk to them over there. They'll show you everything that the Equipter can do, and they'll also make sure you get the right size Equipter for the job and the work that you're doing. Again, that is Equipter.com. And now let's get back to that podcast and discover how you can improve that culture with Love Languages. Now, what Gary Chapman was very smart about is he understood this. He understood that if you had one person who loved to receive gifts, and that's how they showed love to their partner, and that's how they wanted to receive love slash admiration, and their partner over there wanted words of affirmation, that you would have two people that may feel underappreciated, although the other person is trying to show them an immense amount of love. I had this in a relationship probably about eight years ago. I had a uh, wonderful person. We ended things on a good note. And boy, did she ever love to buy me things. Every time I felt like I went over to her condo, there was some little gift that was waiting for me, a nice pair of shoes or belt or jeans or maybe even a nice sweater. And she would constantly do this. And she would get a lot of pleasure out of watching me open the gift and then wear the gift, let's say, because a lot of times it was close. But she wasn't very good at words of affirmation, which is my love language, like a lot of men. I wanted to hear, hey, listen, I care about you. I'm there for you. I got your back. And she just wasn't very good at those things, and she wanted me to buy her gifts, and frankly, I just was not really good at buying people gifts, and it never really crossed my mind. We had completely different love languages, even though we were both longing for and trying to show each other admiration, it just wasn't happening because our love languages were different. So think about that in your professional or your personal life, and then let's try to apply that to our professional culture within companies. Because here's the way I look at it if we all are receiving and, and and giving love and love can be looked at a lot of ways it can be appreciation love can be love can be thankfulness within our company we're all giving it and receiving it in one of five ways then by my count as a director as a manager as a colleague as a fellow coworker we could all do better by identifying ways that we could better express that to our coworkers and the people we work with to actually make a better culture within our company. You know, Patrick Fingles, as I said, we're all going around experiencing culture. How many of us, though, are making culture? So perhaps if we relate this back to our personal lives right now, how we interact with people that we do care about, then what we can do is we can have a better company culture starting immediately. So let's break it down. How do our words, or let's say our love languages transfer into our professional language of admiration that we have for others that we have to work with or work for? Well, here's how I break it down, okay? Here's how you can make an immediate impact using the love languages on your company culture. First, let's talk about this. The number one thing people are going to say is, Patrick, how can you translate physical touch into a company culture? Well, I want you to change physical touch into proximity. If you are a director of a team, a manager of other individuals, if you are somebody who is trying to work your way up in a company, if you are an entrepreneur that is going out there and starting your business, proximity is everything. People need to see that you are the one doing the work. Your coworkers should see that you're the one out there. You're working. You're on site. You're at your desk. You're doing the things that are going to make you successful. The proximity to others around you is important. I cannot tell you right now in the roofing industry, there are companies that are being bought out left and right by these venture capitalist companies, and in the course of doing so, what they're doing is promising big checks to owners, and then they buy it, and that owner tends to disappear, and all of a sudden, that owner who was shaping the culture of the company, showing the admiration for others, being there for them, being that motivation and that person they could look to for leadership, they aren't around anymore, the proximity of that owner is gone, and therefore culture goes down. Do not underestimate how important it is if you are a leader in culture that you have proximity to employees. You have proximity to each other. This is why I don't support uh, what is it, remote stuff. You know, people doing the remote you know work with three or four days a week in my opinion, you need that proximity to one another in order to build culture. And if you want to lead and you want to change culture, one of the quickest ways that you can do it is become present. Become somebody that people see and that they go, man, all right, this means something to them. That right there in a relationship, that physical touch, but in a professional setting, that's going to be the proximity you have to your company. Number two, Love language is quality time, everybody. Now, quality time, as we said, for a love language was, hey, we're going to go to the movies or we're going to make dinner together. No, no, no. Quality time when it comes to your company and your culture is spending time actually caring about the people when you come to the office. I'm talking about sitting down with them and asking, hey, how was your weekend? I'm talking about going in there and talking to them one-on-one. Spending a little time to invite them into an office and say, hey, man, how you doing right now? How's your life going? You know, on Monday mornings around here, we like to ask, hey, how was the weekend? You know, did you go out and did you have some fun? Give us some stories here about what's going on. I mean, Hoffney, right now behind the camera, I want to know, how was Cowboys? We do a little line dancing, have a little fun. We try our best around here to be able to show quality time to one another by showing that we care about each other's time. Let me repeat that. Quality time with one another in your company for your culture is caring about the time that the employees or the people around you, what they do with it. If you can do that, people begin to understand, hey, listen, we actually care about one another. There's a culture there that we are building. Never underestimate just the fact of quality time with one another and what that can do to build the trust and admiration you have between employees. All right, number three, the love languages, acts of service. Now, this is one, as we said, going to pick up dry cleaner, doing the dishes for your significant other. Acts of service translates very differently into a professional setting. I want you to think about this if you're a business owner, if you're a manager. When's the last time you did the thing that you manage? Okay, let's just say you're a sales manager and you manage a team that goes door-to-door. When's the last time you went out there and did some door-to-door? Let's just say you're managing a solar team. When's the last time you sold some of that product? If you're managing a call center, when's the last time you showed your team that you were going to get out there and you are going to make the calls? Acts of service, in my opinion, is getting out there and showing that you serve the people that you manage. If you're an employee, if you're a coworker, serve the people around you. Serve them in a way to help them with their job. Show them, hey, listen, I do care. An act of service for a manager, director, and owner is getting out there and doing the job with people. Now, if you're not, then an act of service is helping an individual. If you want to change culture, begin to have a culture of service for one another. That culture of service will go ahead and it will trickle down because people will realize that this person cares about me and it is my job and duty, therefore, to care about another person right here. Acts of service, if you're having problems right now as an owner and an entrepreneur and you're not sure why it's slipping away from you, then get your butt back into the trenches and do the thing that you are managing others to do. Acts of service is very powerful. All right, we got to talk about gifts here. Now, gifts is going to be something I just talked about with my ex, a wonderful person, by the way. Um, But when I think about gifts, here's what I think about. When is the last time you showed recognition for the person in the company that is doing great things? And I'm not talking about just saying thank you. I'm talking about did you take that department, did you take that person to a lunch? Did you say, hey, man, I just want to take you all out. Did you say, hey, perhaps the gift that I need to give you is... Take a half day, all right? Let them know that, hey, listen, you know what? The work that you're putting in is appreciated. The work that you are doing is a, is, is warranted and wanted and thankful that you, and I'm thankful that I got you. And so it doesn't have to be something elaborate, but it could be a trophy. It could be something to show, hey, listen, I appreciate the fact that you're the number one salesman in this company. It could be the fact that you pay for someone's vacation when they need to go away. And if you're a small company, it could be the fact that, hey, listen, maybe somebody did work a few more hours and you need to pay them a few more dollars because of that. You need to show them admiration that they went on and they worked on a Saturday. If you want to show somebody, give them a gift. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't always have to be monetary, but go out of your way to show that it is special that that person is working with you, that that person is doing work for your clients. Gifts can be something that make people go, huh, I do mean something here and I am valued. So do not just shy away from it. When's the last time you gave a trophy in your company? Huh? When's the last time you stood up and said, here you go, here is something physical that you can hold on to, whether it be a gift certificate or that trophy, that crystal that you can throw on your desk that says you are number one and you are valued here. If it's been a long time, now's the time to change that through that love language of gifts. And finally, this is an easy one for me. Words of affirmation, everybody. As I said, most men, you're going to fall into this category. All guys out there, I mean, I got to feel you that you're probably longing for words of affirmation from your significant other. We can't get enough of them. How many guys, man, I just want to be told every day, I am proud of you, honey. You are doing an amazing job for this family. We are, we got your back 100%. I know most men would just kill for those words every single day, and I understand that. So let's carry it over into the company that we work with. Ladies, if you're the entrepreneur and you're running the department, the men that work for you, they want to hear that you're proud of them. They want to hear that they're doing a good job. Men, you've got to be able to suck it up and tell another guy, hey, man, you're doing a great job. I really, really appreciate what you're doing for me, what you're doing for this company, and how you've been able to handle your department and handle the work that you've had in front of you. You're doing amazing, and keep it up. I think it was Jordan Peterson who said it best, that if you want a behavior to keep on coming, then just go ahead and reinforce that behavior. So many of us, we get, we get caught up with negative connotations, negative reinforcement. You know, you did this wrong, fix this. Well, how about you tell somebody you did something right? How about you tell them, nice job, data boy. Or, you know what, the way you did this was absolutely perfect. If you want to build culture, words of affirmation like that will quickly reinforce a behavior and someone is more likely to do it when you tell them that's the way it should be done. Great job. Words of affirmation like that will change a culture that will make somebody feel good. And the behavior that you want to see repeated, what do you know? It's going to repeat itself. So don't underestimate words of affirmation. For ladies, I know this is typically more difficult than what it is for men, but for guys out there, it's sometimes tough to tell another man some words of affirmation and to get that across clearly. Practice it. Look in the mirror. Tell somebody you appreciate them. Tell them you love them for the job that they're doing. I can't tell you how, just how much that will mean to somebody on a Friday afternoon if you go around and you just have that quick conversation with somebody who is doing something great. All right, folks. Now, This was an interesting one, huh? We're talking love languages. We're talking about words of affirmation, words of admiration here. The things that we can do to show people and change the culture of our company is what we've been talking about here. It's not easy. I mean, you you, you listen to every exit interview, right, that somebody has, and they'd say, well, the culture here, it sucked. You know, the people here, they're not any good. Or every day I walked in here, I felt like there was low morale. If you feel that right now in the company you're with, you can change it. If you're the owner, an entrepreneur, or you know, you're know you the partner in a company, you can change the culture. Too many people, as my friend Patrick Fingles over at Leap has said, are experiencing culture and not changing it. And maybe, just maybe, we can use that those love languages that help to shape the love and the admiration and the feelings of that feeling good in our life, maybe we can use those to shape the culture of our company. And so I hope you take a little bit from this. Tomorrow, try doing that. Try instituting a little bit of love language into the culture of your company. Try doing something maybe that makes you a little bit uncomfortable because if you're going to change, it's going to be uncomfortable, surely doing so within the culture of your company. I'll tell you what, everybody. Hope you got some value out of this. If you did, make sure you like, subscribe. We got content like this trying to come out to make you better, to make your company better, and hopefully to drive better individuals in this world. Like I said, until next time, make sure you check out some of our other content. This is The Patrick Car Show. Have a great rest of your day.